What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Renegade Mental Health Checkup. We haven't done one of these in a while. Um, In a minute. Yeah. Uh, My name is Mike. I'll be your host for this evening. Joining me most often is Brock. Yo, I th- I haven't been on one of these I think in like almost a year. <laughs> yeah, wow, wow. Because oh um, long it has been because it's coming up when I bought my car and it's gonna come up when I took out the loan for my house. That was like the weekend after I was on the first um, podcast, so it's coming up. <laughs> um, oh, wow. And yeah. speaking and speaking of uh, long returns, um, this is actually the first time that Kiona has been on a mental health podcast since his uh, departure from the website as it oh wow oh yeah. yeah i guess so um so, so. Yeah. there's no there's no real structure to these podcasts um no. it's basically it's basically the like the same format as the free-for-all in that <clears throat> there are no rules we just we just turn we just hit record and go mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but since i all since I already kind of uh, briefly addressed the elephant in the room, um, Kiona, you have you haven't been with, with us since um, I believe you recorded that other mental health show in like either May or June. So yeah, I think just, it's been June. <clears throat> well, um, I mean, <clears throat> yeah. So that was tell the one us, where I left. You, um, so what have you been up to since since then? Uh, what have I been up to? Um, not a whole heck of a lot, to be honest. Um, I mean, I, I've been trying to launch my own kind of podcast, but, um, it hasn't really been working out because there always is like a technical problem or something that always happens. So I'm not really sure why that's going on, but you know, and trying trying to get it set up has been just a pain in my pain in my neck. So, um, Anchor has not been as cooperative as it was when we set this one up. For some reason, hmm. I don't know why that's going on, but you know, maybe it's uh, just the thing with my email or something. But and also, maybe they could have switched things around. With yeah, it could be that stuff. Yeah. Um, like so that. they do. So uh, that's been a little bit hard. Um, but you know we're working on it. I have some guests lined up for that show. So basically, that that show, if anybody's interested, is called the Meltdown, because I had a meltdown. So <laughs> that was why I came up Very with that true. name for it. That works. Um, but you know, uh, I I think that it's just it's kind of an interesting title too, because it kind of fits where I'm at in my life and um, just like where where things have been for a while. Uh, you know, like I, I got, I actually got kind of injured in June also. So, um, I, I, uh, it's very embarrassing. Slipped and fell into target for God's sake. Uh, but you know, but I tweaked my knee really badly. Like when I, when I fell on, I kind of skid on it. And so like it kind of, uh, there's like a little, it feels like a ligament injury or something. I didn't even go to the doctor or anything because I don't have health coverage. So I'm just like, but you know, so that's, that's been fun. I'm still kind of recovering from that and uh, still not able to walk a hundred percent. Well, so it's, it's been a while 
since I've been able to do much of anything outside the house, which is fine because COVID in Florida is no joke. Yeah, but, they um, don't care. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it's it's just been good to just stay at home and and try to rest, try to relax, and try to recuperate a little bit. It's getting better though. Good. Um. So that happened. Uh, that didn't put me in in a in a winning mood exactly, but you know, it, it, life is up ups and downs, and um. So I just think I I kind of hit that point with that the last uh, mental health show that we recorded, the last one that I was on, I think it was just at that point where, you know, it was, it was time to move on in a way, but, but also I'm still here. So I don't really know. Um, we, I think I just needed a break from everything. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what was going on because it's been a few months, but it's, it, I think for me personally, just had to refocus and kind of find my center again. And I also want to start that new show up and make it kind of a one-on-one -on -one interview show. So, you know, and I hope to have you guys on it too, if you guys want to come yeah. on it. I, I would love to, to Absolutely. be on. And we can totally talk like about, yeah, talk about stuff. And it's kind of like this mental health podcast. It's that same sort of thing where it's, it's focused on mental health, but it's also focused on the things that we like and how they kind of get us through, you know, life and the ups and downs that we face. So that's kind of my idea. Once I get this thing up and running, which is, it's, I don't know why it's, it's hard to get it up and running, but maybe it's just part of me just doesn't want to, you know, fully break away or something, but yeah, it happens, man. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's, it's just all technicality. So the desire is there. It's just, sometimes I just don't, you know, I'm just like, Oh, why do I even do it? But Trust me, I know yeah, because I, I want to do it. I, I know how that feels sometimes where like you have you have this project where it's it's something you're passionate about, um, but just for whatever reason for whatever reason, like you um you can't you can't necessarily manifest it. Yeah. Um like some something that I've been trying to get out for a while was um like pretty much everyone knows that one show that I've been kind of obsessed with is the Owl House, mm -hmm. and nice. I've been mm -hmm. I've been trying to write out an editorial about you know my thoughts on the show so far, and mm -hmm. I've been I've been stuck with probably the worst case of writing writer's block that I've had in a while. Huh. Interesting. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah it. It, it's 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 not like it's not like I didn't have enough to say. I had it's it's that I had too much to say, and that just on top of everything else that I'm dealing with, it's 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 kind of made it hard to, you know, turn into something concrete. Although luckily, the next the next Ren, Renegade Animation podcast, we Cameron and I finally get to talk about the show. So that that oh all, nice. Yeah, so that'll um, hold people over until, I guess, either the end of the season or the end of the series, because Disney has kind of pulled a Disney and cut this one short. Mm. Yeah. Oh, don't like the set. What's the what's the old rule? You only get however many episodes. Um, 
the the rule the rule is sixty five episodes because <clears throat> that's that's the minimum amount that you need for syndication. Oh, okay. So I remember so, they made so, um, they made a joke about it on Kim Possible because one of the players' um uh jersey number was the exact number of episodes <laughs> you were allowed. <laughs> um, I forgot about that. <laughs> So what what have you been dealing with, Mike? What's um, been going on for you? Well, this this summer has been it it it's been tough. I I had two two pretty big deaths in the family. Oh, no. one of them That's was so my great aunt on um on my grandma's side, um, mm-hmm. my mom's grandma. Um, she she was a nun that lived in um in Wyoming. Oh wow. And for like the last oh. for like the last couple years, um, you know, she w- she was with hospice. Um oh. and she's been she's been suffering um from <clears throat> you know she's been suffering al- Alzheimer's. Oh. So in, in her in her last year she um like she lost the ability to speak. She was um so she hasn't really been communicating out, outside of like you know the occasional FaceTime with some members of the family mm-hmm. um and and I can imagine with covid and everything it like it's been even more difficult yeah um so that's one the other one pretty much within within like a month was my great uncle Albert um, or Alfred, um, who passed away at, at the age of eighty-eight? So, um, yeah, and, and the fu- like the funeral was just like last month. It was, you know, it was it was it was a nice, you know, a nice funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad I got to see a lot a lot of my local family. But yeah, those those two, those two plus just work like my day job being just ridiculously um, taxing both in time and energy has kind of just put me in a very sour mood this summer. Mm, yeah, understandable. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, Mike. That sucks, dude. I had no idea that was going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's not it's not something I I bring up um, often publicly. Sure. Gotcha. Um. So with all that said, Brock, how how have you been doing lately? <laughs> uh, lately, uh, it's uh, I've actually had a lot go on in my life since the last Mental Health podcast. It's shocker. It's been a year. Um, I got my name changed legally. That's right. And I went through a big thing of just figuring out what different things I was not happy with. And like, I d- do not have a good relationship with my father who actually died like three months after I changed my name. Oh, and everyone who knew about the name change was not upset with me outside of a person who I will try to keep my calmness when I bring her up in a conversation or something that literally just happened a day ago. Um, my 
she considered herself my stepmother, but not my stepmother, was um, upset about it. Nobody else was because everybody under knew the situation of what I went through when I was younger. Everyone was just came out of the woodwork, was unbelievably supportive. And I had changed my name. Originally, I was thinking I'm going to change it to my mom's maiden name. Well, no, initially I was like, okay, I'm going to change it to whoever I get married to. But then I'm like in my head, people don't know how to date nowadays. If you have one fight, you break up or you get divorced. I'm not being stuck with someone else's last name. Then I thought, okay, I'll do my mom's maiden name. There was a kid in town that has the exact first name as me, would have the exact last name as me, is my height, has the same eye color, hair color, and everything, and lives two minutes from me. That would have turned into huh? financial and mailing nightmare. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Then I was thinking, okay, my stepdad, Jeff, his last name. And then I thought to myself, Jeff and me, about, me and Jeff have always had a conversation, an understanding. He met me when I was 18. Jeff does not consider me his kid because he met me as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I was never upset with him because he explained it in a way that I didn't grow up with you. And I don't want me acting like I'm your father saying you can't make certain decisions when I wasn't there for you when you were younger. I don't know what your life was. It's all this. Like my nieces and nephews, he treats them as his grandkids and treats them like absolute, as best you can. Treats my mom like royalty. Absolute great dude. It's just that we're a weird area because I was the youngest one. And then my sisters both had kids when they met. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we just weird. So then... And I barely know any of his family outside of him because they all live like on opposite parts of the country. So that was never a big deal. And I found out after I changed the name that he actually would have questioned it if I changed the name because he thought it would have been weird. So that was fine. And then my youth pastor, who has been a father figure to me for like 16 years, I just randomly asked the question to his wife because she calls me her son. He calls me son. Their kids have drawn me and these two other guys that have been close for, like I said, 16 years in the family pictures with them at school. Like they actually talk to other people that don't know and refer to us as their brothers. They don't explain that it's not whatever. They have to ask afterwards to explain because it doesn't make sense, obviously. But, and then I just asked and she was like, I have no issues with it. And then I went and asked him and he had no issues. And I told my mom and she almost teared up and she said she thought it was a great idea. I know everything that Luke and that family has done for you. Absolutely. And then I had, for those that don't know, the last name that it got changed to is Hatfield. I had a great altercation with not altercation discussion with his dad where I got to spend time. I spend time with them about two or three times a year, go down there to visit. And then all of a sudden they want to go out to eat. And over the phone, I'm hearing about how both of them want to see me again since we've done this. And we went to Buffalo Wild Wings and his dad sits down right next to me. He's like, all right, so you're going to get answered some really dumb questions from now on. <laughs> and here's how you're going to answer them. If they ask you, if you know any McCoys, you need to respond I don't do you. And if they say yes, you need to ask where they live. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's that. And then um, my, since then my dad passed away and that kind of, I shut off. It was my last interaction I had with basically everyone in the Emmerich family, which was my old last name. I went there not knowing how that was going to go because most of them had not seen me in over 10 years because they sided with my father and then found out later what really happened. And then just didn't try to recontact with me. And outside of about three people that I knew were just going to be jerks because they were jerks when we were getting along, everyone welcomed me back. It was great. They just were happy that I was happy and doing well. And they're like, we know you guys didn't get along, but we're happy that you at least came here to say goodbye. And all of them were like, keep in touch, please. We haven't seen you in forever. We just want to know you're doing okay. And then 
the one the the part of what's been bugging me lately which i'll get to that and then i'll get this stuff beforehand because it ties in my like i said my dad died recently and it was just it's whatever it's he understood where i stood he under i understood where i stood and then my sister jenna who i love with all my heart love her with everything it's just one of those things where um you know how it says in the bible thou shalt it's like respect your parents mm-hmm. She's yeah. terrified that she's going to go to hell if she didn't get along with my dad. Just absolutely terrified. I'm not going to discredit her for all this stuff, trying to get along with my dad. It's whatever. It's her relationship. It's her relationship. But she would also stick up for my stepmom, who behind my father's back, when I was trying to get along with them, was just unearthly cruel to me and to my sister. Done things that would make most people want to throw up when I speak about them. And Jenna, because she cannot stand to not please people, mm. just just put up with it. And mm-hmm. um, when right before I recorded the Life of Strange video with you today, Kiona, I got a message from my mom that um, uh, small town living. Here we go, boys. Um, uh, my uh, stepmom was stepmom is sisters with uh, that was on my dad's side. On my mom's side with my aunt. So an aunt, like these two sisters, one married my dad like 10 years after one had already married my uncle on my mom's side. In my opinion, that should be illegal. But since they're on two different sides of the family, no blood relations, it's just really weird for me. (laughs) So my mom, to support the sister on her side of the family, went to both of these two sisters, my aunt and was stepmom, their dad died recently. He slipped and fell and had COVID complications, so he died. Oh. And she went there to support um, to support my aunt Julia. Yeah. Get there. My sister Jenna's there. Both the kids that are from the other side of the country of Jeff's are there to support Julia. And my was stepmom, who is just yesterday or the day before this wake, told my, told my sister Jenna, that she could never see herself loving another man and she's going to live single for the rest of her life, showed up with a new guy. Mm. And openly said at a table sitting next to my sister, to all of my family, who she's been spreading lies about, said that she, yeah, I'm just really thinking I'm going to change my name back as soon as I can so that I'm not Emmerich anymore. Like I had, I had no feeling, like I said, just star crossed. I had nothing left for me and my dad. And in that moment, I wanted to wring her neck for for respect for my dad, who I had no care or love and feeling for in that moment. So that kind of killed my mood, but it's like, I didn't love this, didn't like this woman at all. I knew how she really was. And I just only really kind of felt bad because it was my sister that was going through it. And that had to be the way my sister finally got the nail in the coffin that she was terrible. Mm-hmm. So I'm more upset because my sister is finally upset mm-hmm. kind of things. It's just, I hate terrible people. It is not a concept that I could put into my head how a person can just be okay with themselves with being terrible. I don't get it. And I get that's just how some people operate. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. If I think I spoke to someone incorrectly, I can't sleep at night because I feel like I need to apologize for them. And it could have been something that they did incorrectly that they just took that I said wrong and then will tell me the next day that I didn't do anything wrong. I just don't see how people can be like that. I just... It, it blows my mind. I can't fathom it. But yeah. outside of stupid family drama, um, 
Well, that's complicated. Man. It's it's complicated. Oh, I get it. It's complicated. This is the first time oh. I've actually had to talk with people because it literally happened. Yes, the, the the latter part of that happened yesterday. That's such but, a such a thing to deal with. I'm so sorry, man. It's yeah. all right. It's oh. it. Like I said, it's not a thing that affected me. I knew that she was a piece of trash. It's just now that my sister, who is a lot more emotional than me, it's all going to finally hit her like a truck at once because all these times I've been arguing with her that she's like this, and now she finally's gonna know she's like this. But my cousin Stephanie, my cousin Stephanie is my hero. She was openly messaged all of us. And she's like, by the way, if there was a way that I could have just ended her at that wake and no one found out about it, I would have did it for your sister. I'm like, I love you, Stephanie. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> and that's technically her aunt, because like I said, it's the whole stupid small town relations. But mm -hmm. the thing that's been bugging me and I'm getting better at it, and it's what actually killed me being on Twitch for a while. And this is going to come as a shock to both of you because I collaborate with both of you a lot. I, for about a year, and it's gotten better with some shows like um, the Fresh Takes that we did with Gurren. It went away for a while with that and some other things. And it's just, it, and I don't know if it's just me being overcritical of myself. In a lot of situations, I don't think I'm a good content creator like whatsoever and it's like i don't know if it's just me over critical of rewatching stuff when i edit it or what but it's like the whole the hate your voice thing that everyone has that like that everyone get past easy that. but it's yeah. like i just i go through really bad spells of just honestly thinking that i'm bad at the thing that i just horrid at the thing that i want to be bad at or want to be good at same and it, it just okay. i I don't know. It's just like every now and then there'll be a good one that goes through. And it's just, it's like, I didn't, I don't know why it goes. I don't know if I possibly need to, if it's just my dysthymia kicking back in and I need to possibly talk with someone about stuff that I just having a hard time finding happiness and things that I normally do. It's just, I, I don't know. It's just been hitting me a lot more recently and it just, it just kills my mood for like an entire day or like weeks at some times and i just i don't know and i always i'm normally pretty good at masking that i'm feeling like i'm doing a bad job when i'm in the middle of a recording because when the camera's on i like try my hardest to not break or do anything Same. but immediately Same. once like the backstage stuff is down i just shut it off and immediately think back to like three or four comments where I'm just like, you're a fucking moron. Why did you say that like that? That should have yeah, been in there. No one's going to watch gosh. that. It's like, I didn't, oh. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just been a lot of that recently. Oh, Trust man. me. I, I feel, I feel a lot of that. Um, Same like here. at least, at least half of the conversations that I've had with my therapist are about things like impo imposter syndrome yeah, that, that feeling of of like of like what wanting to be the more um, the more confident version of yourself, think things like that. Um, it's it's stuff that I continue to struggle with. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel the same way because for me, it's like you know part of the reason why I left is because I felt that I, I felt like i didn't know what i was doing and that everybody was going to see that and why are you even trying and you know and then i 
when I try to start up the new show and then it always goes wrong and then I'm like, I get frustrated again. And that's the reason why I just start flipping out is because I'm, I'm sitting there going like, Oh my God, maybe I'm just not meant to do this. Maybe it's just the universe telling me to shut up, shut my mouth and not, not put anything out there because it's like, you know, who would have, this is my question that I always ask is who would even listen to me? Like, why would you listen to just a show that I'm doing? Like, even if it's just an intro show, why would you listen to it? Because it's just, who am I? I'm just random, you know, Joe Schmo person who doesn't have a following on, on, on the internet really. And doesn't really, you know, who's going to listen to that. So I'm constantly beating myself up and everybody knows this. And I just, I, I get that feeling of like, you know, like nothing I'm doing is good enough and I just don't know what the point is. So, you know, that makes me want to just stop. And so when I, when I feel that I just kind of, I do kind of stop because I need to refocus and I need to recenter. Otherwise I'm just going to be like, nothing I do is going to be good enough and it's going to just kill my enthusiasm. And then I'll end up just walking away. And I hate that I walked away. I hate that that doesn't make me feel good because it makes me feel like I just quit. And it just makes me feel like I left you guys with everything and all the burden of it. And so I don't feel good about that. So, you know, honestly, I'm just, I'm glad you guys have me back because <laughs> I just, I, I felt like I let you all down. No, there's a, there's a thing with that where it's like, I am two things with that one. Oh, it was either on Funhouse or it was on uh, Super Best Friends Play where there was something where they went, no, actually, I think it was James Willems on Funhouse said it, if I'm not mistaken, it was James or Bruce, mm -hmm. where they went, it's like, I don't care what you make. Just because you don't have views right away does not mean there's not a person that will not like it. And you mentioned something like there are specific people that make art with cat hair and glue it on a board <laughs> and they can eventually get a hundred thousand people a day to watch it. I mean, it just takes true. a while. Everyone out there has a specific type of thing and there is someone who is going to watch it. Like I couldn't tell you where, um, when me and Mike, when we did fresh takes at first, I'm like fucking nobody is going to watch that. <laughs> absolutely fucking nobody and then the first episode came out and only like 10 people watched it i'm like okay someone's searching gurn on a random fucking tuesday that's fine and then the next one got like 365 views i'm like what the hell and then the next one went down to like 16 i'm like and it's it's just like it's, it's such a random thing though it's 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 half of what it is is you have to hope and you have to keep at it is what they were getting at Mm -hmm. is you have to know that what you want to make never make something because you think it's going to get you something because uh, it will yeah, never I mean, feel, it will never feel genuine. You will feel yeah. like an absolute ass every time you're doing it. And you will find yourself working 10 times harder to try and make something like that because you're trying to make something you don't want to put stake in because you're not into it and mm -hmm. you feel fake. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I was going to say is that like leaving Kiona, I, it takes, you have to borderline murder my pets in front of me to make me want to quit a job. Mm -hmm. Like I've had four jobs my entire life and most of them I've worked at 
like not because I haven't not worked. I've worked continuously since I was 14 I and I'm going to be 31. Yeah. And like a job that I love that I got insurance at when I was Pepsi, when I was at Pepsi, they treated us like absolute dog shit. And oh, me and like gosh. six or seven other guys got borderline forced out the door because we were one of the few people that were left that still did things the old way when they brought new management in. And we were like, the decisions you're making are stupid. You're going to tank this company. And they're doing the, the division that I did at the town that's about an hour away from here. Mm-hmm. And it, it is not done as good. They've, they've given up on like three or four branches of stuff they used to do. And like, I loved that job with everything that I had. And I felt like I'd be letting them down if I left. And then I went out the door and I never felt better in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's what like renegade is, but there's a point where even if you're doing a good thing for a company, you don't, I openly say that I didn't knew how much I hated that job until I didn't have it. And again, not saying that Renegade's bad, even if you're doing something you love, if you're not feeling like you're putting your all in or you want to do something that's slightly different, you're not going to feel like you're correct until you reevaluate some things. My job at County Market, I loved. I worked there for the grocery store in town. I worked there for seven years. Mm -hmm. I still loved it that I worked there and I'm doing something I like better now but it's no disrespect to anyone that I used to work with. Sure. And it's like, I used to do stuff for another website that I thought was going to be great. And it wasn't that I didn't, I, I thought for the longest time, I just didn't like doing the, the stuff. It's just some people, even if it's doing the same thing, if it's not in the exact format of how you want to do it, like I said, it doesn't feel genuine. And again, that could be with people you like. I know plenty of people that like Funhouse. Um, they lost like six people of their main group that started there, and all mm-hmm. of them still collaborate. Most mm-hmm. of them went on their own on Twitch and did the, nearly the exact same things. They're just doing it a little bit different because mm-hmm. of the literal amount of work they wanted to do these extra things, they couldn't do it because it wasn't allowed in the work slot of everything else. They left, walked out the door, had no hard feelings, and they got sponsorships from the people they used to work with to help them do what they were doing. Mm-hmm. There was no hard feelings. It's just that it wasn't exactly how they wanted to work. And it's not like they hated the people they worked with. It's just that they wanted to go do their own stuff. It's never a bad thing. It's just that, again, I oh, it's, it's the weirdest feeling, and it gets said a lot in professional wrestling. A good chunk of you, sometimes if you want to be successful, sometimes you have to be selfish. Mm. You can help people at all points. But at the end of the day, sometimes you're going home to live with you. Mm -hmm. Are you happy? Mm -hmm. And if you're not, it may be a good thing in your life that is not the exact way of how you want to do things that you need to look at and Mm -hmm. talk say, maybe I could do a little bit of this. If not, I want to do this thing. Would you guys be supportive? Absolutely. It's, you just have to, it's really hard when you're in a situation doing things you like, but you just need tweaking and you can't figure out what it is. Yeah. That's it, kind of where it's I'm hard at to explain. Right I don't yeah. know if that was just a lot of me rambling and that didn't make sense. No, it but... did. <laughs> okay. I, 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 think I, I think I got the gist of what okay. you're saying. Okay. I get it. Yeah, I get it. As, yeah. as far as, as far as um, the selfish comment, um, the metaphor I always use is um, 
you know, when you're on an airplane, they like they give you instructions of of how to use the oxygen masks. They always mm. tell you, um, put put yours on first before helping others. There and that's that's like probably the most really succinct. Good it's the most succinct um, way to describe, you know, the concept of um, put like prioritizing self self care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was something I actually I actually talked about with Kiona earlier today. Yeah, is why I love um, the recent life is strange game so much is there's a moment toward the end of it where you're exactly. reliving past experiences with um, a girl whose brother dying is the catalyst that sets the game off. And he walks her through specific points in her life where like she's super young, like 11 and like six. And she's going out of her way to fix stuff for everybody else. And then it gets to the point where she's getting adopted and no one's taking her and she has all these problems. And she's like, why does no one like me? He's like, you feel unwanted, right? And she's like, all I did was this, like, you were 11. It's not your job to fix everyone else. Mm -hmm. You can't always fix everyone. At the end of the day, you need to make sure you're good first or you're not going to be able to help other people. And that's like another thing. I've been single for 29 years of my life. And recently, a lot of people that are always asking, like, I'm in a good situation. I could date people. It's just like, why don't you try them? Like, okay, picture for all you people out there that are good at this dating thing and all that, that get in all these fights and they just can't figure out why. And they never sit and think about it. A lot of this, because I end up being the counselor for these people nine times out of 10, because it's always my best friends that's dating the person. And then when they don't want to talk to their significant other, they come talk to me and I'm somehow not supposed to say it to them. <laughs> it... I'm not happy with myself at a lot of points. How in the hell am I going to consistently make or attempt to make someone else happy if I'm not? I am going mm. to take a person who would possibly make a great relationship for myself and then make their life a living hell and ruin the chance of what could be if I fixed myself first and then went after it. Mm -hmm. You're just asking to fail if you're going to go at something half cocked where you're not going to be able to commit that's yeah. in anything that's true. I, I i i feel that big time i've i've only been in one serious relationship in in my junior year of high school um it only lasts like a couple months and um i i don't want to throw this person under the bus or anything but <laughs> Um, it, like it, it was, it was not a good relationship at all, and it was an even worse first relationship. So, um, yep. so that was back. So that was back in two thousand nine, and it is now what eleven years 12 later. Years, yeah, yeah, like twelve, twelve years. Mm -hmm. Um. So that's how long I've been single. Yeah, you want to hear something that'll make some. If you want to go first, I have something that'll make a little bit of levity to help you feel better about that. But Kiona, if you want to touch on the subject, go ahead. Oh, I've never been in a relationship. Period. Oh, that'll make both of you feel better. The last serious relationship I got in, I got in a relationship with someone that I've been thinking about for a few years, and then it it just mutually didn't work. Like she found out that she was going to be much rather happy be single. And then I was upset and my mom could tell I was upset because it was the first time I went for a relationship in probably like six years. And then she had a friend at work. I posted something about a birthday celebration for my mom 
And then the person who I'm not going to say their name commented saying, that's your son. She's like, yeah, he's cute. She's my mom's like, I'm aware. <laughs> and he's just like, he's single. And he's just like, yeah. And all he's been trampled on for most of his life by anyone who's gotten a date with, cause he's too nice of a guy. Just like, well, my daughter who again, won't name like, you know, was single, right? He's like, are you suggesting this? Like she's into the same stuff. Like she's always wanted to go to a comic con. She's into this. She's likes comic books. I think they get along great. I just, I never seen him. I didn't think about it. It's just whatever. So they sent me the Facebook profile and it's a picture of her facing backwards. And then her group picture is of 16 people. So my mom sends me it just as a feeler. Like, does that look like, just like, do you think she looks cute or whatever? I'm like, mom, who is she? It's like, what do you mean? I'm like, look at her Facebook profile. She's like, oh, whoops. <laughs> so we get set up on a blind date at the first job that I ever had at this uh, diner here in town where I was a dishwasher. And we're like, we'll see how it feels. See her, cute looking girl. Found out that she is a narcotics officer in a town neighboring me. So she's got a great job. I'm like, okay, cute, great job. Into comic books, loves watching movies. I'm like, like it's gonna drop somewhere here. <laughs> Where is the problem? <laughs> this is this is not working out. I didn't just go out of something I've been thinking about for three years to have this dropped in my lap on a whim. Something's wrong. First date, we talked for hours, absolute hours. Everything went great. And she liked it because I could talk a lot and she's not a big talker. I'm like, sure. Like I didn't figure this out until way later. But, and then it goes, great, took her back to my house, gave her a tour and all this. And then like, she's going to leave. I'm like, would you be okay with trying this again? She's like, as far as a blind date goes, I don't think that could have gone any better. I'm like, okay. Then the next like days later, she's like this weekend, there's a fishery benefit. Would you be okay with meeting my parents? I'm like, after one date, you want me to meet your parents? She's like, yeah, I think it'll go well. Meet your parents, found out they were adoptive parents just like more going on. I was like, that's really cool. So they really are in touch with her. I'm like, cool. I'm, that's awesome. I appreciate that. Parents love me. I'm like something's going to go wrong. It's always in the back of my head. I'm like, something's going to go wrong. So then <laughs> everything goes fine. We have a few dates in between here and there. I got to meet some of the guys from the forest of the station she works with. And they're all like, finally, some guys willing to put up with, with the whip. And they're just like, oh, said her name. But it was just like, they all laughed. It's like, nah, she's great. This and that. I got a couple of the, you know, if you mess with her, we're going to be able to take care of you. I'm like, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> and then cuts to, it was the, when was the year Black Panther came out? 2018. 2018. It was mm -hmm. the Valentine's day weekend that Black Panther came out. That was right around this happened. This was about after about a month of us seeing each other. And then like, we went to the big cinema, like about an hour away from me. saw in 3d in the, um, uh, the lounger seats, the dream loungers. So awesome. Just great. Went to Texas Roadhouse, had a great dinner, paid for everything, and we exchanged gifts. And then as she was going away to go to her car, I kissed her and she turned into a golem. Stone just gone. And I'm like, I felt the temperature in the area code drop. And I'm like, something's wrong. What happened? <laughs> And then she's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's good. I'm like, everything is clearly not fine. You turned three shades. What is going on? <laughs> and then it was just like, no, we're good. We'll just, uh, we're still hanging out next week and it's good. Texting went down, gone. What? It just disappeared off the face of the earth. What? 
She'd barely text me. I was lucky if I get a reply a week. I'm just like, if I did something wrong, like, just tell me. Was that kiss not ready? It was a, it was a month. I thought that was waiting too long. I don't know the protocol because I barely dated anyone. And like, it was just, and my mom had asked if I did. I'm like, what did you do? I'm like, all I did was kiss her. That was it. So then all of a sudden, like, she like just dropped all contact with me. And then the mom is consistently messaging my mom asking why we stopped talking. And I'm like, you got to talk to her. I have no idea. And then every single day, like my mom goes into work and then the daughter is there and she's like avoiding contact with my mom. And he's just like, what's going on? What? And then she's just like, no, I wasn't avoiding contact. He's like, you don't look at me anymore. And you ghosted my son. What's going on? Can't figure it out. Can't figure it out. Literal year and a half. Go- well, like Black Panther came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. About five months ago. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> My mom and Jeff took their dogs camping at this place, Rock Dam, not too far from where I live. And then my mom made a joke about this being the situation right after it ended. So let's keep that in my mind that my mom called this out. And then all of a sudden they're sitting there and then these people come in and this person says hi to my mom. It's Chrissy. Whoop. Either way, she's never going to see this. But, and two of her friends come by. Like, weird. And then all of a sudden, Jeff, like, looks. My stepdad looks and my mom looks back. Kind of just chuckles. And he goes, you were right. And my mom goes, huh? And she goes. And then later that night, my mom and Jeff are at the bar. And then... (laughs) The friend who was not close with this girl, obviously one was closer than the other, comes back, (laughs) drunk, sitting at the bar with my mom and Jeff as they're watching sports on the TV and goes, hi guys, I need to talk to somebody. My mom goes, why? Because they're having sex in the tent and I don't want to be around them. (laughs) So my mom calls me and goes, it was never your fault. (laughs) Like, Oh, what are, what are you oh. talking? What are what are you talking about? She's like, with her, it was never your fault. Of like, oh. what are you talking about? What did I tell you as a joke? Was my thought for why she didn't work? I'm like that she was a lesbian. Why? Well, I've got a story for you. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that is the second time in my life that has happened. Oh my god. Once I had me and my best friend both dating girls at the same time, they dumped us and dated each other. It really is the curse, man. And the best part is she had short hair. <laughs> oh god. Oh no. I can't get away from it. I just can't. This is the plot of chasing Amy too. Exactly. This is. But yeah. Oh god, makes you god. feel any better. Tried hard sometimes. I'm just oh. like every time. I'm just looking. I'm like, where's the needle gonna drop? I know something's wrong. This one took years for me to find out. Oh, oh man, <laughs> that makes you feel any better about stuff not going right. Mine was, and then it just <laughs> went through the tubes. <laughs> wow. Uh. So think, at least you figured it out. At it least didn't told have to you. I mean, geez. I would have been perfectly okay. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm not packing the hardware that you want to have a fun time with. 
that's okay. You will, n- I will not be upset. And I wasn't upset when my mom told me. I laughed till I cried. I, I would <laughs> totally be okay with it. I'd just be like, hey, we have something in common. We both like yeah, Exactly. Women. We both love women. <laughs> but it's like, it hurt me because she didn't tell me because I thought I screwed something up. Yeah, no. I mean, that's just, uh, 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 you know, everybody makes mistakes, I guess. Uh, but, you're right. oh, wow. That's, oh. You're right, Brock. I do feel better after hearing that. Good. That's my hope. I get, to, I like, we were just, when we have year end inventories at work, like, we have to wait for a person from California to check out our entire factory to make sure it goes good. So that was one of the stories I get brought up now every time someone even remotely talks about women are like, don't let Brock talk to them. They'll end up being a lesbian. <laughs> At at least you have a good sense of humor about it. I have to. Otherwise, it's just... I've had tons of relationships that last, like, two weeks. Because it's just like, I found someone that's going to treat me like trash, so I'm going to go over there. I'm like, cool. That's great. (laughs) At least that one had a funny story. (laughs) I always go for the ones that are taken. That's my thing. My curse is that... That's getting to a point where it's yeah. like we're all at that age where if I meet someone that I even think is remotely attractive, I have to start looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And people give me shit about that. I'm like, I'm 30. There is no chance that most people my age aren't either recently single with someone or are married with multiple kids. <laughs> yep. Yep. <sighs> or, or Or single parents. There we go. Exactly. Which yep. I wouldn't be against something like that, honestly. I always give it a try because, you know, if you're not going to, that's one thing that I always will kill, give people is just like, yeah, I love that person to death, but they had a kid and I'm just not about that. I'm like, then you don't love that person. That's true. Because that kid, whether you like them or not, is a part of that person. Yeah. And if you want to, you were ready to commit your entire life to them. And then you found out you had a kid and you went no dice. You didn't love that person. Yeah. I'm sorry to tell. I know that some people are going to wildly disagree with me on that, but no. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's... They're a package deal. Now, there's a different situation where it's like you meet a girl, you like her, and then you find out that she's got like four kids and each one of them's got a different dad. That's a different situation. Sometimes there's a whole deal that's got to be unpacked with the information there. <laughs> and this is why we're not called renegade pop culture dating. Oh Lord, no, Lord, <laughs> we, we, we would be terrible at that. No, I would, I would happily be on a podcast where we talk about the bad relationship crap we've been through. I'd be a rock star at that one. <laughs> Be like, a letterman top 10. be like a re- it'd be like a letterman top 10 list top 10 reasons why you should not date a renegade pop culture writer number 10 <laughs> absolutely it's just like oh my gosh uh, that's my home office in wahoo nebraska <laughs> that's why i write stories about people and i don't do them real life <laughs> oh man oh man yeah, Woo. but outside of that, yeah, like <laughs> I've been doing okay. 
<laughs> I gotta say, I, I, I'm loving where this where the show is going. <laughs> this is it. This is it. I've got you know, a platform to tell that story online. I'm like, what did I, I might as well get it man? out. I'll lighten the mood a touch. <laughs> I'm that's what that's a thing. Like I talk about being a bad creator. One one thing that I found out about myself is a strength. I'm never afraid to look stupid on camera. <laughs> this is true. I will gladly degrade myself <laughs> to make someone else feel better. I, I think that's why recording recording shows with you is always is always fun. <laughs> it's always fun, man. I've always oh, said that too. No, no, it is, and thank you. That's why I like having people that are able to bounce off of <laughs> me to be able to bounce stuff off of. Like you guys is why I greatly appreciate working with you. <laughs> you do what you love, it never feels like work. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, spe oh. Speaking of that, I. <laughs> I, I will admit one of one of my goals for this website is yeah I want to turn this into something because um, as as yes. I've as I've briefly alluded to um, as much as I love the people that I work with at my day job the job itself well ne well never boring because um, work working at the kind of bank that I'm in like things are constantly changing like yeah. you know the like new like new sanctions are are introduced like every so often i can imagine um you know oh, on yeah. the technology side there's all like so many updates website um, redesigns new types of different things and yep new like new systems especially put in place. now mm -hmm. <laughs> um given the state of the world yeah yeah my point my point is though um if i if i didn't love the people or if I didn't like the people that I, that I worked with and, and I wasn't paid like a honestly pretty decent salary, I'd have quit my job long, a long time ago to focus on the website. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And while we haven't officially launched it yet, um, we are, we are setting up a Patreon. I see it. Um, I've seen the, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's good. That's, I'm very glad. I'm very happy for you guys. I'm very glad for that. Good first up. I want that to happen. Yeah, I always have. And if you ever need my help with anything, you let me know, you know, because I'm always here. Same. And uh, and I do want to be a part of it, even in some small way. I, I I've come to the conclusion that I don't want to be completely gone. Because like I said, you know, it's just like I, I don't want to let anybody down. And also, I just feel like. I feel like I still have things to contribute. So if you guys, as long as you guys will have me, I'm always, you know, I'm always available. Look, so. I feel like I've a said, Simon Miller situation. Yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> I've said this on multiple occasions. I know and you have. I've even said this to like um, people outside of the core group that, of course, yeah. We have an open door policy. And I mean, yeah. I mean that sincerely. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm even, sad that I never got to work with Teresa and Haley. Because I like them on on the animation podcast, and I'm sad I never got to work with them. So hopefully we can do a free for all I'm sure, or something. I'm sure, I'm sure you will. Um, like that, like there will be a place for everyone, whether whether you're a like a frequent collaborator, like a regular co-host, or you've literally been on one podcast. There, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is a place for everyone. There's always a place. Yeah, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And there's always ideas that can be thrown around, different things. I know that I've 
pitch stuff at my I am one of the most on the outside people that this website's ever consistent. I just did a ton of stuff with Mike beforehand, so I got thrown in that way. And I've thrown stuff at him. It's like never bad ideas to throw ideas, suggest stuff, do whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, collab. It's a dumb saying, and I love it. And I say it sarcastically almost every time I say it, but it rings true. Is teamwork teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> it's 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 corny, but it like it works. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason why collaboration, you, what it needs to be, honestly, what makes it work is that you're in a group in a situation where you can feel confident presenting an idea and having a person you trust tell you it's bad. Or you could be in a situation with a person and trust the idea that you trust that they're telling you it's good because they think it's good, not because they're just telling you it's good to be a friend like you want to have people that are honest mm-hmm. yeah and because if someone just tells you something's a good idea and then you do it and it doesn't turn out well and then you find out later it's like yeah i wasn't really a big fan i was just trying to be nice i'm like then you should have said something and even if it's like an idea that just needs tweaking anything like that it's part of the creative process that's how you got to handle things and that's how stuff gets done ideas get made that Very sometimes true. don't think they work and they work. And sometimes it seems like surefire because other people have done it and it tanks <laughs> and it's, it goes, it goes in waves. Like I can't remember who started it, but every YouTube channel on the planet has a board game channel now because one person did it. It worked well. Now everyone has it. <laughs> Same it, with D and D movie watch alongs. <laughs> and isn't, isn't that even like kind of how Twitch kind of blew up? Is that like somewhat someone, someone however many years ago said like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna try uh i'm gonna try doing uh gameplay or like it was I'm, something like that it, it was, was it was just more of a, tv or something wasn't it i don't exactly remember Originally? but it was like someone tried something alternative the let's plays which were already a big thing where it was episodic and then they got the more idea of just streaming something for a long time and then that kind of became it i don't know exactly how twitch became a thing but i just kind of got to it after a lot of people did i never really was into it because i was like i was like what am i gonna watch somebody playing a game for and like you know because i'm like i'd rather just play the game myself and then what got me into it was i think the i think it was actually final fantasy 7 remake I think it was that because I think it was just seeing like seeing the voice actresses and the voice actors play the game itself and just, you know, seeing their reactions and stuff like that. And then that got kind of entertaining. I was like, I was like, Hey, you know, I, I kind of like this actually. <laughs> like, what honestly got it to me was initially that I watched YouTube and it was the let's plays. And like, I don't watch technical let's play stuff like that. Unless I'm looking up how to do something. It was the yeah. MSP3K version of let's playing. Yeah. Where like people are making comments about cool stuff or it's just all of a sudden they're making light jokes. Like yeah. there's a random segment in the middle of a pr- prison break video game LP where the uh, Matt and Pat randomly break into some scene where they made a racist Italian version of, um, uh, Sailor Moon, and it's one of the most <laughs> random, funniest things I've ever fucking heard in my life. And it's just they get put, they pick a game where they know there's going to be a situation that they could riff off of, 
or they know they're going to be able to riff off of and they're introducing someone else in like the commentary MST3K style of anything. I greatly appreciate where making humor out of something that's not naturally funny. And that's the type of Twitch that I watch like mm-hmm. Pat from two best friends, Wooly Matt McMuscles to a degree. He's really good at it. And it's just like, I could like, but there's all sorts of stuff. There's like crafting channels, um, yeah, uh, cosplay crazy, channels, man. people that make music, like a good friend of mine, uh, Youngtown. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's great. I actually, my roommate went to school with him. <laughs> so oh, wow. anyone oh, wow. who's seen him, I've got to meet the guy because he was at my roommate's brother's wedding. <laughs> that was like, what? <laughs> just like, I know you. <laughs> and then it yeah, was, the- just, yeah. And people just, they sit there and watch them talk about the technicality and just chatting. But there's it's like so that, much talent out there, like there especially is. in the music scene, like yeah. on Twitch and everything. It's so much talent. It is. I don't know uh, if you guys are familiar with uh, the band Trivium, but yes, their, yes. their lead singer uh, Matt Matt Hafey, he like he 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 turned um he turned his like kind of regular um, practicing routine into like into his live stream, and that's what he does like pretty much every every day. Yeah, it's so, easy like, to do. Yeah, he'll go he'll go in for a few hours, like run run through um run through his stuff. Um and I I'm I'm not usually available to watch to watch his stuff live, but I've seen clips and like I see I see like the chat scrolling like two miles two hundred miles an hour, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's fun to just play through a game and then go watch a let's play and see if you see if your reactions match up with the person who's playing it. Exactly. And you're like, oh, that moment's coming up. What are they going to do? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then you see you see what they do and you see their reaction to it. You're just like, ah, oh, got me too. Exactly. And you feel that solidarity there, even though Absolutely. it's like. And one thing yeah. that's great at, and it's why I like the few times that I get, like I get it every now and then it's not all the time, but it's like community building. Yeah. I love like continuously talking to the same people about certain things. And it's not even something that's in the game. They just drop by, they have a thought and then it goes from there. And it's simple. Like Kiona's watched some of my streams. Mike's popped in a little bit. Watched me horrifically fail at something at Donkey Kong the other night, just because that camera is so freaking terrible. Oh, and it was man. fun. I feel it's that. It's making cool situations out of stuff like that. And it's like, I've told Mike, I want to do movie watch alongs of just like horrid movies. Just, terrible and it's like you get that together and they're like showing in the comments of just like reading people what they're thinking about it things like that group togetherness moments like that to me are great yeah true, you know true. what um i'm thinking that might that might be a patreon goal I, I don't i don't want to i don't want to spend too much time on this podcast talking, talking about inside, inside yeah we don't want to reveal any inside yeah, information but no that's here. there's just <laughs> i've thrown more my ideas at mike about random stuff at that that i care to count for but it's like it's it's me it, that's another thing about this you can come up with fun things that people would like to do and i think that'd be one of them. yeah taking suggestions on stuff it's just fun and i always wanted to get a twitch channel up and running too for for the site and everything i would so. happily help <laughs> Yeah, and that's like another thing I know. Another thing I've mentioned that we remember we wanted to do the Jackbox thing and we never did. I still want to do it someday about about that. Yeah, yeah, that's a okay. That's what that that's a thing. All right, all right. Forget I mentioned it. Everybody, look right here. No, a bird. (laughs) Behold, there's a bird in my house, but yeah, no, it's 
see, and then it's stuff like this. It's just simple talking. Like I'm not thinking about other things that were bugging me and doing whatever. And uh. exactly. I mean, that's part of the reason why, you know, the mental health show in particular, it, it, it always kind of takes me out of that mindset of like, you know, because I mean, I have a lot of moments where I just have an off day or I just have a down day or whatever. And it's, it's hard to come back from it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, like recently it's been better because I finally got that damn PS five. Yep. I mean, like, so, so you guys know this, right? You, you know, it's been, it's been almost a year since the next gen consoles have been out. And I am one of those people where I was just insanely jealous of everybody that got one because I was like, Oh my God. This I always felt like an asshole because I had it set up in my entertainment center oh, and I didn't could. want to move my PS5 no, every time not, I turned the camera not, on. <laughs> it was not you. It was not you. It's just that it's just the whole, you know, I'm such a gamer. It's such a thing that's, that's inbred in, in my mind since I was a very young child. Mm-hmm. And, um, so so for me it's like anytime there's a new system and i really want it it's like it's one of those things where i'm just like oh my gosh i i need to get this i need it i need it now i need it now even though like, i don't need like it you, now, tur- but, you, you know. turn to ariel from the little mermaid exactly i want to be where the systems are <laughs> at GameStop and best buy except they didn't have any no and but um the back of people's trailers because scalpers are <laughs> fuck boys. i know oh my god the scalpers man anyway so, but you know what though? Finally, like, I, I love this one Twitter account that that was helping. It It was one of the restock accounts that 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 tries to you know put Matt the information Swire? out there. It, yeah, he was one of them, and there was another awesome. one that also was was on top of it as well. And so I saw the GameStop restock, and I just happened to like you know this was maybe like a week and a half ago, and I just happened to to hit it on the right time, and I had everything prepped. I was like, okay, I'm signed into my account, I'm all set, everything is ready, and and it just so happened that I managed to get it mm-hmm. and it's the digital edition. So it's like, you know, so, so cue everybody who's like, you know, all about physical games and everything, it's which whatever. I understand, but also it's like, if you're going to get one, you might as well get whatever one's available. Yeah. So yep. managed to get it. And I looked on that Twitter account, the one that the, the update one, not the, not, um, not Matt. Uh, I, I forget. His There's last another name. one, but I can't remember what exactly it's called. Yeah. It was another, it was another one of the restock uh, Twitter accounts. And I liked the message that they put up there because they were like, you know, to anybody who hasn't, who doesn't have one and who's still looking, you know, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought that was such a nice thing to see because I felt so alone and I don't know why, but it just, well, it's like, like you're seeing it, it's, it's, it's a situation where there's only a problem because people are shitheads. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so you feel that way, but yeah, I mean, so that's why I'm, I'm, telling everybody to like check out that account and everything. If you, if you know, if you need updates and stuff like that, because it finally happened and do not buy it from someone. Don't buy it from a scout. Because remember that was one of the things that happened to me too. I got scammed earlier this Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. So do not, that was another thing that really upset me. And and that I, I I had a hard time recovering from because I was just like, that was such a stupid move on my part. And I blamed myself, you know? So I felt really bad about it, but you know, it helps when you yeah. finally get the thing, even though it's just a thing. I know it's just a thing. Yeah. But it's something that that means a lot to me personally. And it's something that I've, you know, that I, that I really wanted. So it's just, and it's something that that, that gives me something to talk about with you guys and Absolutely. something to talk about on the podcast and everything. So it's, it's just nice to have that. And uh, yeah, so, you know, 
if anybody's still out there looking for it, it they're they're becoming more and more available, which is the good. They thing. are like Best Buy had an in store massive. They're actually going to put it in store. Yeah, yeah. Like there was five Best Buys within hours of me that actually had consoles where you could buy tickets to get them. They're like getting oh in stores God. now. And if that's I didn't cool. have that's to work, great. I would have been in that line getting a council for someone else. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like I'm trying to, you know, I, I want Josh to get one eventually because I know he wants one. So yep. I keep telling him if there's an update or something. Yeah, I have my know, roommate's yeah. wife that badly wants one because yeah. I got her convert. Their whole family is Xbox, and I was kind of like, "You yeah. will like Horizon." play horizon so i gave her my ps4 with horizon and she finally played it oh, and man. then she got and she loved it it was like all right i need to get it and then all of a sudden like her brother or her husband really likes the playstation controller he hated all the dual shocks before this one and then he got mm -hmm. the dual sense he's just like i wish there was something i could play too and he's a huge star wars nut and then that so the old republic remaster came out of like hey buddy look at that right there <laughs> I mean, I like the Xbox too. I, I'm I'm all for them. I I am a platform agnostic person. I'm all yeah. for the Switch. I'm all for the Xbox as long as it's doing good for the industry. I say it's good. Um, except for it's mobile honestly, games. because of the, the amount of exclusives on the PlayStation that I play more exactly. than the Xbox. Exactly, and all they just they're they're on a tear right now. Mm -hmm. Like they're doing a really good job, and their system is is excellent. It just yeah. it feels so good. It's you know, even just the feel of the controller and everything, it just feels so yeah. good. So yeah. Xbox has their work cut out for them. But at the same time, I'm cheering them on, too, because I've always been an Xbox guy. You know, and the thing is, so, in my opinion, like again, Mike, turning a big game talk here, I always Sorry, felt Mike. that those systems, <laughs> right. go, those systems go for two very different things. They do. They do. PlayStation has always been the single player action adventure, normally third person, sometimes first person game that you're getting an adventure and a story out of xbox has always been more of a it's normally where most people play their online multiplayer and they even basically said it with the xbox one and they're still kind of doing it with the xbox series x where it's more of a all-in-one entertainment machine that also happens to play games on it that, that's what it's always kind of sounded like us, to me. Let us always remember the uh, the the make the super the super cut of them saying TV at their Xbox yeah. One, and it's like, deal. and that's fine if you want to do that. That's perfectly okay. It's two different companies going for different things. Nintendo will sell you the same exact freaking thing five hundred times over, and they're still gonna buy it. It's like they just announced, hey, by the way. That thing you've asked for for 20 years, we're finally doing. Here's N64 games that would have took finally. no effort to put onto our system because you could fit all of them in a two gig SD, SD drive. <laughs> it's just like, and they got Sega Genesis games coming. That was such a slant. That's such a home run that they just went, oh, yeah, I suppose they will like that. And that's one thing Nintendo has like a set of like six characters. That have their own groups. <laughs> well, no, I know that's this is they built an empire on it where they're like, we're gonna make games about these people, but also have other stuff on there. Xbox has been we're, we have a couple outside of when we bought Zenimax and bought like seven companies that are gonna make yeah. exclusives. Yeah. And then they've always been like, we're gonna make it entertainment, and then we're gonna have Halo and like Gears of War, the more I wanna say more militaristic, gritty type of exclusives. And then PlayStation's more story-driven 
action adventure. Everyone has their own things, and it's perfectly fine. Get what you want. I tell you, I was going to buy a freaking Xbox until they canceled Scalebound. <laughs> oh, still one of the worst decisions ever. And so just Phil Spencer comes out. It's like, yeah, it just, it just wasn't looking like something I think that people would want to play. And then Nier Automata from the same company comes out months later, and it's one of the best games PlayStation's ever received. And it's like, huh, maybe them Platinum people know what they're talking about. Just maybe. Phil... I love you, man, but that was bullshit. <laughs> oh, buddy, you've got a message. Anyway. Although, although speaking of high school, um, one thing I teased on, on the last uh, Renegade Marquee, since apparently nobody else on the team was interested in seeing this movie, I saw... Evan Hansen. Yeah, dear Evan Hansen. Oh. Um, I, man, my... My thoughts on this movie are very, very complicated. Um, hmm. So, I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask you guys first. Have Have any of you um, be before the movie was announced were Were any of you aware of the original Broadway musical? I still don't even technically know what the hell that movie's about from the trailer that I saw. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. So no, I'm not not familiar. Okay, well, here here's the story because boy, it's a lot. Um, oh boy. So it stars Ben Platt, who does not at all look like a high schooler anymore. <laughs> um, he he is the titular Evan Hansen, an anxious, isolated high school student who's aching for understanding and belonging amid the chaos and cruelty of the social media age. He soon embarks on a journey of self-discovery when a letter he wrote for a writing exercise falls into the hands of a grieving couple whose son took his own life. And mm. it's funny, for the longest time, like people had people had no idea the plot of the actual story because they had only heard like a, a select few songs from like the cast recording. And mm -hmm. Um, like that's that's kind of how the show became like became so popular because the music, like the like the music is what really launched this into the stratosphere. And I had no idea this was a play beforehand, by the way. Oh yeah, no, it was um it was off Broadway um for for a little bit. Then um, it was on Broadway in 2016, won like nine Tony Awards. Mm -hmm. um wow and then because because the star like the star of the movie is like this big hollywood producer mark platt mm -hmm. that like he he's the reason why this film um got greenlit um but yeah i think i think the biggest problem with this movie and why i wanted to bring it up on this podcast mm -hmm. is the way that it handles or kind of mishandles um, like their depiction of, of uh, mental illness. And I mm. wanted, I wanted to bring it up here because one of the reasons why that, why we started this podcast was to um, if, if not completely erase the stigma, then um, basic, basically like, D like diffuse it as much as as possible 
and yet in Hollywood, there's still a big there. There's there there are certain stereotypes that are still that are still present in um, when it comes to how the media portrays mm-hmm. uh, mental illness. Yeah. And it's in video games too. And it's like, they did just harkens back to the time of work. Like people seem like they're tone deaf enough with this stuff to where they feel like we're still living in a time where they just used to electroshock everybody because they had slight yeah. issues. It's like, yeah. this will fix them. It's like, no. <laughs> um, like one, um, you know, one, one, one of the things that, that Evan that Evan does in this movie after after his parents find find the note that he wrote to himself, mm-hmm. you know, if if any of you guys have seen the movie World's Greatest Dad, this is basically this is basically the um, the serious version of this where, you know, his par- his parents assume that Evan and this kid who committed suicide were like super close friends. Yep. So he start so he starts like fabricating stories about about the two of them Mm. and you know eventually things things get out of hand um you know think think, things kind of like blow like blow way out of proportion um Mm. evan himself kind of becomes like this internet sensation um and then eventually because this is a movie things are eventually happily ever after but I, I just, I just think this is very. It's not a very healthy depiction of the stuff that Evan is going through, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of the things that, um, you know, it's it's things we've even talked about on the show, um, you know, anxiety, um, fear of public speaking, um, yeah. not, um, you know, the you know, the difficulties of connecting with others. And I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure like all the, I'm sure this was like very well-intentioned. It's just, it's just the execution of it really, really didn't work, which kind of sucks because the rest of the movie, you know, the, like I, I said, I said before, like the music is great. The performances I thought were, were really good. Um, like Caitlin Deaver plays plays uh, the sister of of the boy who who committed suicide, and I didn't I didn't realize that um, I didn't realize that she could sing, and hmm. she honestly she honestly blew me away. I think I think she was probably my favorite performance in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the film on as a whole is just it's it's kind of a mess. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like it's one of those situations that it's a subject matter that even with good intentions and doing well, just some people just aren't able to tackle mm-hmm. because yeah. again, it's like you almost have to have a person that's been through it or be a person yeah. that's been through it yeah. to handle certain stuff like that. And some people are good at to handle it with care and things like that. It's I'm not saying it's impossible to like handle something correctly if you haven't been through it. Um, 
But yeah, I've not heard astounding things from anyone about its portrayal. And that, and like the only gist that I got about it was like, like even the trailers are weird because I've only seen the trailer before Shang-Chi. Mm. Otherwise, I'd never heard of it. And then the trailer for Shang-Chi happens and then like you see the, the note and then you get the parents about it and like you have the signing on the cast and all that and then he gets up in front of it and like he's waiting to see if he's going to lie about knowing him. And then this inspirational music starts playing when he starts making up these stories. I'm like, am I the only one that feels weird about this situation that we shouldn't be getting happy joy, joy music playing when he's making up songs about a guy who committed suicide that he clearly doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. The, um, like the, the more, the more I watch that trailer, the less, the less I, the less I like it. Um, and this was before before I actually saw the movie. It's like, how is that situation handled in the movie? Like, like tone wise, um, not not great. I mean, I mean, um, obviously in the move in the movie, it's handled it's handled um, it's handled better in the film. Like once you actually kind of understand the context, it's just. The way that the way the trailer is cut, it just it makes it feel more icky. Got it. Okay. Although this this is the part that like actively pisses me off. Um, you know, you know how the internet will run like everything into the ground. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's exactly what people were doing with with uh, Ben Platt and how he looks. Because in real life, he's um, he's tw he's only twenty seven. Yeah. But the way his hair and makeup looks in the film compared to like how he portrayed the character on stage is well he 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 looks like he look he looks like he's about forty. Um, it looks like Toby Maguire did when he was attempting to be a high schooler in the in the first Spider-Man films. Exactly. <laughs> but the reason the reason the reason this pisses me off though is because that's all anyone is ever, is even bringing up. Like, yeah. like if you've seen this movie and you dislike it for valid reasons, yep. I I I want to I want to have those conversations. I want to have, I want to have the meteor conversations of, of like what this movie does wrong, why it's even even as well intentioned as it may be, why this is still not a good representation of mental illness. I would rather have those conversations than the fourth fucking thousandth time someone says ben, her, ben platt looks 40 yeah I, yeah I i get you there the closest thing i've had to that was when i was trying to have an insightful genuine situation with people about the devil may cry reboot mm. Mm. and every time i had a conversation with someone talking about how the game mechanics are different about how it doesn't play the same, about how I have genuine problems with how certain things are portrayed, and the bluntness of it is like, you don't like that it's got black hair, huh? <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> and this is just a problem I've been having for the past couple years when it comes to film, like, film and media criticism. Like, and this is specifically a problem I have 
with negative reviews. Yep. Um, something that really bothers me is um, the same critic can write this like long thousand plus word like dissertation about a movie they love, but if it's a movie they hate, it it basically is reduced to like just snark and dismissive just like 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 they 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 become they become like this um like they basically become like the the stereotype of of like the snooty snotty um film snob or or like they become they 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 act like their review is like a uh you know a stand up a stand up routine for you know their friends and their friends alone yep and when it comes for you to try to explain the things that they don't like, they can't go into detail. It's always they have two or three bullet points, and then you try to go, okay, why did that make you irritated? I'm like, okay, now you're not regurgitating the same 68,000 things that everyone else has said. Why do you feel that way? And are you only just copying and pasting what someone else says because you think you're funny? no what is your opinion i want your fucking opinion not the well this is what everyone else thinks so it's correct okay grace randolph shut the hell up <laughs> um and i know i know i know oh, i've got shots fired there i'll shoot i will shoot shots at grace randolph's direction all day i used to like her when it was beyond the ink before she became an uptight, just windbag of a person. I can't stand her now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I find, I finally blocked her. Um, I find I, her like, pretty irritating myself. Oh. Yeah. Either, either, I blocked her either, either like a week ago or like a couple days. Cause I've like, I've just had enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but something I was going to say earlier, um, like I, I know I get a lot of shit for like all of the positive reviews I write, but um when when i do write a negative one mm -hmm. i um i try my best to to be as as specific as possible to yep. to like why this movie or this show doesn't work um and i think that's even i think that's become easier easier to do now that that i have like an audio uh platform and mm -hmm. other people to bounce to bounce off of Oh, absolutely. Like I, I always check your thing. Like when a movie comes out, I like, I know for a fact that your letterbox is going to pop up on my Facebook timeline. So whenever I see something has like a three, I'm like, holy shit, what the hell happened? <laughs> like, like I've seen you give movies a one and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what did they do? A one is from Mike is like a negative it, 10. Was it, was it Cinderella that else. you gave a one to? Uh, that was a Basically, one and a half. One and a half. I'm sorry. I, I remember one and a was it just a one or close? I was like, and then I saw it was Cinderella and I'm like, I, I think like I could probably piece this together, but I'm going to read through this. It was like negative 10. <laughs> it's like, he's the Dave Meltzer of movie reviews, but in reverse. <laughs> oh God. No. Well, the thing is, is like, um. Dave Meltzer, in my opinion, um, he's, his stuff shouldn't be taken as gospel. He's a rest, he's a wrestling like commentator, like basically grades wrestling matches like movies. But like there'll be times where he'll go out of it. He has a one out of five rating system. 
And then there'll be these times that. where if it's in the Tokyo Dome and it happened to involve Kenny Omega, it'll get seven stars. <laughs> it's like, and when it gets like a dud or like a one, I'm like, all right, what happened, Dave? And I'm looking at this and I'm like, all right, no, that makes sense. But it's just like, you're a more, what I want to say, honest version of that. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, it doesn't have to be a WCW match from the 90s for it to yeah, be a negative. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you're just positive because you love these things and you want to drag out all of the, and you want to put out what you think is really good about them and why you yeah. love them. Yeah, that's So fine. then when you don't make something, people are going to be like, holy shit. What, like, what did they do to piss Mike off? Because he's not like this normally. It actually adds more weight to it. Yeah, exactly. That's how I've always judged it. I'm like, if it's good, it's good. If it's great, it's great. If it's bad, something went wrong. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's never yes. because of your mood. Like, you don't gauge stuff on how you saw it typically and how your mood is feeling. So I know it was something the movie did to you. <laughs> it wasn't like you're going into a movie, you felt this way, and then you saw it again later, and you were in a better mood, and you felt differently. You're very good at um, going Checking in. thing at the door. Exactly. And then keeping that experience at how it is. I have a very hard time with that with movies in particular. I, I think, I, I think for me, it's, it's very dependent on my mood. Like I said, man of steel is one of those movies. If I'm in a good mood, I'll like it. If I'm in a bad mood, I will hate it. That, loathe it. And that I don't be, understand that being that said, is. um, well, well, Brock, you are on the money that, yeah. um, mood, mood won't mood. Isn't going to like, um, dramatically shift how I feel about a film. Mm -hmm. It'll it'll just it'll just pull. If if I'm already like if I'm already in like kind of a shaky mood, um, a good movie will only be better, but a bad movie will only be worse. That is true. Like yeah. um, I I, I kind of I told you before we recorded our free guy review that you know I kind of had a I had a pretty rough morning. But then I watch Free Guy and I'm like, oh, this is so good. Oh, yes. And it's just like, it just made, it made my day better. Yep. Um, I wasn't that, able to see that at the editor, so I can't wait for it to come out on stream. Dude, I, I, think, it I think it's, it's coming out soon. Yeah, it can't be purchase. long. That, that window to release now is it's so, so short. short. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, 45, yeah. it's 45 days, That's um, crazy which is... Honestly, in my opinion, I think that's kind of perfect because yeah, I know I, so. I know people are still kind of hesitant to go back to the theater. Like even even tonight, um, there were only like at most like five people, and I saw I saw the movie like in the big Dolby cinema. Yeah. Oh, really? And that's yeah. one thing that the weirdest thing about this is like. <clears throat> There, there. One thing that I can watch a hundred times and I will never get sick of it is people's reaction to the portal scene in Avengers. Mm, I, mm. I, I love that. And that is one of those things. Like I had an out of body experience. I legitimately felt bad for the mom and their child that was sitting next to me because I said things that child should not have heard. <laughs> and, um, I couldn't sit in my seat properly. I was, I was. I was on another plane of existence from that next 10 minutes. But, and then I get to moments where like when I went and watched snake eyes and it was me, my roommate, and then two teenage kids that were openly making loud fake sex noises the entire <laughs> time. 
and other things just to be asshats. And then I will go and see like free guy. And it was just me and my roommate and nobody else there. And all of a sudden I'm just like, you know, I kind of like every now and then because of this era where I could just be with a buddy that I know is going to generally enjoy it or just myself and watch it on a big screen and not have to deal with some stupid people. <laughs> There's See, moments where that happens. That's that's <clears throat> interesting to me though, because I didn't have that experience. Like I had the opposite experience in both those cases. I liked snake eyes and I didn't like Endgame. No, I like Snake Eyes. It's not because I hated Snake Eyes. I hated the environment I was in when I oh, watched I Snake see. Eyes. I the see, kids made it dumb. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that would be fun. I would I'd probably be laughing, honestly. But at the same time, though, I mean, I didn't I didn't love Endgame for whatever reason. I just didn't like it. And I don't know why. I think I had a bad experience in the theater, too, because I was seated, like, way down in the front, and that Ooh, sucked. It could be. So that was, like, a bad experience. But also, I just, like... I didn't feel what they did to Black Widow in that. I still don't. I still don't like that 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 sacrifice Natasha thing. I just I felt like I felt like that wasn't earned for whatever reason. And I know that there's a lot of people like uh, like who have told me like what the reasoning is behind you know why Natasha sacrifices herself for Clint. Mm -hmm. And I understand it, but at the same time, I just felt like it was such a waste. Did it, did it, did it feel, um, how should I put this? Did it, did it feel like, um, did it feel obligatory? Like, like it felt like a number of times they broke their own rules. Like the time travel thing was one thing, but it felt like, you know, this whole thing about you have to, you have to let go of that, which you love. It didn't make much sense to me. Like, I don't know. I just felt like I, I remember just turning to the person, just random person who was sitting in the theater next to me. And, and we just both looked at each other when Natasha died. And we just like looked at each other. We were like, I, I said to him, I'm not sure I like this. And he looked back at me and he was like, he was like, I get what you're saying. Cause I just didn't, I didn't care for that particular moment. And it kind of ruins the rest. It, it set this kind of pall over the rest of the movie for me. Uh, to the point where even with the portal scene and stuff, it was like, well, I kind of expected this. So I didn't, I, well, everybody else reacted and I just kind of went like, I don't know why I'm not, I'm feeling out of the moment. So I don't know what it was really. Um, but it just, there's certain movies where just something happens and it just kind of pulls me out of it. So maybe it's just that. But I don't yeah. know. I mean, since then, I've gone back and I've rewatched it. And of course, I own it. I mean, you know, who's yeah, not going to own that game? Obviously. But like, it's it's interesting going back and rewatching it. Like, I totally understand the the reaction that it got. I totally understand it. But I just like, I just didn't feel that. Maybe yeah. it's because to me, maybe it's maybe it's just I, I just didn't, I didn't connect, or. Yeah, but I don't know. It, it was it was strange though. But I was like I was like I wish I felt that. I wish I felt that that like happiness about it because I was like. But to me it was like. I knew that Cap would be able to get Molnir. I knew he would be able to do it, and I knew that everybody was going to come back. So so to me it just kind of didn't. I, I didn't have that huge like, like woohoo moment. But I think that that's just me personally, because I think I'm one of those people at the football game who's like, everybody's like standing up and cheering and I'll just be sitting there going like, hmm, 
so this is what happened on that play. And and I'll just be going over it in my head. You know, I'm just very, maybe I'm just very introverted. Could be. But like, you know, when it comes to that sort of thing. But it's so interesting, though, because I love that. I love that people got that energy from it. And I think mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. But I just like, I don't know why to me, it, it was just that whole thing with Black Widow just dying. It just like pulled me out, pulled me out of the movie. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm not really sure why, because like I said, you know, I've had it explained to me a number of times where it's like, OK, I, I get it. I, I understand it. Um, I still wish they didn't do it, but I understand it. Um, you know, I just feel like out of all the, the, the fake deaths in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, why does hers have to be the one that sticks? Contracts. If we're, if, if we're being, probably if we're being, we're being perfectly honest. honest, that it is, that was her last in continuity movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And but, she was one of the ones that wanted to get out after her movie. So, yeah, I don't blame her because I saw I saw her movie and I did not care for it that much. So uh, I don't know. You know, it was one of those things. But like, yeah, it it just it, Marvel is losing a little bit of its luster for me. Um, I I'm I don't know. I think just in general, movies kind of are because I noticed that I haven't been watching too many movies, and the ones that I do watch, I don't generally like anymore. So like for me personally, it's been, it's difficult to get into a movie and really enjoy it. Like even the suicide squad, I kind of like, I, I was like, okay, this is fun. I don't think it's, it's, it's not a favorite of mine. So I don't know what it is really that's going on. I, I think maybe I'm just expecting too much, but I think that, um, I think Shang-Chi looks really good. And like I said, the snake eyes movie, I actually really enjoyed like I, I, I was surprised because everybody said it was crap, but I like watched it and I was like, huh, it's not that That's bad. One of the things like I picked it with Mike. It's like everyone, uh, almost everyone who I talk to thinks that Shang-Chi was a near Shakespeare, like outside of Mike and me talked about what we liked and like, like think that Shang-Chi is a near Shakespearean masterpiece. And I was kind of just like, yeah, it was good. I don't think it's that, but I mean, uh, no, it's, it it's, it's not, it's it doesn't not look that. like that. Yeah. Doesn't look like that to me. I mean, I think that if you've seen if you've seen a lot of like Asian action movies, like like the Ip Man series, or like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or like even Bruce Lee movies, like I don't think it's anything spectacularly like amazingly, incredibly like I've never seen it before. In, but it looks good. Yeah. In in my own review, I call I called it like the the chi like the Chinese food equivalent of those you know classic martial arts films. Yeah. And I did, and I did give it the credit, and it's one thing that why I still think Marvel has it, and they're letting self improve. It was the first movie where they decided that a five minute cutscene didn't need to have nineteen thousand cuts in it. Ah, so that was one of the I things where I was you. like, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which yeah. that's just a problem with movies nowadays. Period. They don't know how to linger a camera on something. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. Uh, and the director of, of Shang-Chi is actually from, uh, from Maui where I used oh, to nice. live. So oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it looks good. It looks like a lot of fun. I haven't seen it because like I said, my knee, it, it's mainly my knee is the problem. I really don't care about the other thing, but, mm. but I, I would go see it if I could, but I just can't like physically do that at the moment. 
or I don't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. So, but I'm definitely going to buy it when it comes out on streaming. Right. So it's like, you know, it's one of those movies where I'll support it whichever way I can, at least so. But like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I enjoy Endgame now more than I did when I first saw it. But when I first saw it, I think it was just, it, it was really weird. And I just had that moment where I just got pulled out of it. And I just felt like, wow, you know, this is it's a little disappointing. And I don't know why I felt that way, honestly. I, I just think it was a number of factors, but I wanted to like it. I wanted to love it. I, you know, I don't go into movies just thinking like, oh, I'm going to hate it unless it's something where it's like, you know, if it's like Barbie's fun time adventure or something, then I'm probably not going to like that. But I mean, like, you know, I, I know my taste and I know that like heavily influenced towards action, comic book, sci-fi stuff. So, you know, yeah, Endgame should have been a home run for me, but it wasn't when I first saw it. And now now watching it back, I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's fun. It's just, you know, I, I don't it's not like the greatest movie I've ever seen, but it's it's a good culmination of everything that Marvel set out to do. Mm hmm. And uh, but I, I do think that I, I wish that their their stuff was a little more consistent lately. I think I, I feel like there's been sort of like you're seeing some cracks start to form. in in terms of the storytelling. But well, uh, the thing I can... that I think that is, though, is you want to know exactly what this reminds me of hmm. phase one. Yeah, because yeah. everything is random stuff that doesn't have connective tissue that everyone else liked later on. Mm -hmm. this doesn't have it right now because this is the new kids yeah this is basically a reset this is legitimately factually and in time frame the new kids i mean loki did it loki yeah. did it on on screen where they were like oh the infinity stones they're, yeah. they're paperweights here that i still don't like oh my I, god i think that was so... funny but i'm like it was funny oh, but it was just like disengaged like 10 years of films in two like... seconds yeah thanks for thanks for you know to to be fair, com like even comic books do that too. Yeah, they do all the time. That was the like you talk about the Black Widow thing. I am a person that was hit by that personally because of how I felt about it. That was the only time where I kind of went. They threw Natasha off a cliff. For what do you have in that drawer? That was exactly. the only time where I was kind of like, we could have kept that out because I was not the only one that complained about that. Yeah. No, I thought that was weird too. I thought that was like, oh wow, but you know, that's like no selling it. <laughs> it. It's it's meant to the point of where they're kind of be like, nothing you guys did is whatever. Mm -hmm. This guy decides it, and I get that's what it was going to be. But I just, I get it. There, but again, if we're gonna like what Mike just said. Do I? I don't think I need to mention a third time how Spider Man got organic web shooters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, comics are dumb. I yeah. love them, but comics are dumb. <laughs> this is the movie Bob always says comics are, are weird. weird. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I forgot how we got on this Marvel tangent, but it does. It was because I brought up the theater experiences and stuff like that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Um, but, um yeah, to 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 bring to bring things back to what I was saying about film criticism, mm -hmm. I think I think one thing one thing I want to start seeing more of is I, I want to see more discussions about about like the meat of of these films. Yes, because um, too because too much of 
too much of the online discourse is um it's starting to become frivolous and the art of of criticism is becoming a joke and one thing that we're trying to do here on this platform is you know we're we're gonna we're gonna have fun um because it's a lot more fun to you know interact with others than just than just like than just do this by yourself mm-hmm. but we also kind of want to take the stuff that we're that we're talking about seriously mm-hmm. un- unless it's making fun of shinji on our uh evangelion fresh takes <laughs> you just wait till we get to those rebuild films man i keep getting oh. random pictures sent to me of stuff and wow <laughs> People, if you watch Evangelion, the Evangelion memes subreddit is some of the best shit I've seen in my life. <laughs> I only I only don't visit there frequently because, well, Reddit for one reason, Reddit. but the other is because <laughs> I haven't seen the rebuild films yet. <laughs> I haven't either, so I purposely skip it over. They'll say if it's rebuild films and you can skip over them, but it's just like, oh, wow. <laughs> Some of it's like the one I sent you and Cameron earlier was like Evangelion. Evangelion if Shinji had a gun. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> but your thing about movie reviews, mm-hmm. one thing that, and this is in everything, and I can be like, I don't commonly want to go out and talk about something. Like, I won't go out of my way to get people to talk with, like, with movie reviews. You want to do movie reviews because you can get along, we have a good composure. Kiona, you want to talk about games because you have a good back and forth. I'll mm-hmm. never go out of my way, like, with Life is Strange and, like, The Last of Us 2. I went out of my way to find people to do something that was not normally that I talk about it with because I loved it. And, like, with the first fresh takes, I wanted any excuse on the planet to want it to watch through that with someone. Because I loved it more than I love air at certain points is how much that show means to me in my life. You, you introduced it to me as well. Exactly. You helped us do the reviews for it. Yeah, who wasn't even involved in the in the actual videos, but yeah, I mean but I, you're, I, we got to have the reaction. It. We got to have the reactions twice, which is what I loved about that. Because you got to have your reaction to ours plus it. But um like I said, Mike's very positive and I'm not saying you do this and Kiona, you have your, you have honest reviews back and forth either way. Mm-hmm. Most online reviews for anything now, ever since letterboxd, since YouTube, since Facebook, since Reddit became a thing. And it is the bane of my fucking existence. Is there's no such thing as a five anymore. Yeah. It is either yeah. a negative 20 or a fucking 100. Yeah. It is either the scum of the earth or it's the best thing that's ever been made. And exactly. no one can ever just think a movie was okay. And I fucking hate it. It's either I thought it was okay. Oh, I guess you just don't like movies then, do you? No, it was just okay. Oh, it was great. It was the most perfect thing ever. So there's nothing wrong with it. No. And fuck you if you want to try me if something's wrong with it. Just a movie can just be, or a game or any form of media could just be okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine it doesn't have to be one or the other or just because someone else liked it doesn't mean that you have to go search down to their profile and go shit down their throats because their opinion was different than yours just let them have it or if you're going to be nice and be like i really didn't like it can you tell me what you liked i'll tell you what i didn't and you're trying to get understanding these people that 
openly hate search for things just to shit on people for liking something. I'll never understand it. What makes you wake up in the morning and go, I'm going to waste five hours of my day trying to make someone's day worse? Exactly. Exactly. I, like, you, you, you guys you guys know how long I've been I've been doing this. And, yeah. you know, yeah. mo- most days it's, you know, it's just like, um, just what water off the back, but sometimes, sometimes I I just reach a point where it's like, okay, enough is enough. I've and I I I hate when it ends up when it ends up on the negative reviews because then the discussion becomes less about the movie and more about the rating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's. And like you said, Mike, it always comes down to something where it's like they want to have a conversation. You're like, okay, why didn't you like it? Yeah, well, the main character looked old. What else? Like, what's an honest opinion? Well, everyone doesn't like it for that. So that's all I need. I'm like, no, I'd like you as a human to use two brain cells to tell me why you didn't like it or prove to me that you actually watched it and are just regurgitating someone else's opinion. That's the other thing that, that pisses me off. Yeah, you know, I I understand if like for this movie in particular, if you if you don't want to watch it because of the subject matter, that's fine. I completely understand that, but don't just regurgitate the same fucking dead horse a thousand different times. Yep, dude, that always shocks me too when I when I post something on like Facebook or something, and then somebody comments and will say like like I'll like I think the last time this happened to me was when I played Cyberpunk. And I posted my thoughts on it, and I was like, I was a little bit like moderate about it, and uh, you know, and I said, you know, it has things I like, and it has things that I don't like, but there, there's, you know, but I'm willing to play it and play through it and stuff like that. And I was going through it at the time, and somebody posted a a response to that. Somebody replied and was like, and was like, oh, finally, an opinion from somebody who's actually played the thing, and that always shocks me because I'm always like, I'm always like, shouldn't you be reading? Like, shouldn't people be posting their thoughts based on what Mm -hmm. they played, not on what they've seen? Absolutely. I got the same thing when I, I posted on my Facebook that I platinumed it and they're like, what the actual hell? And then they're like, is it good? I'm like, I, I, I won't say everyone's going to like it, but I did. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, you, I mean, you, you liked usually, it a lot more than I did. Yeah, usually <laughs> whenever someone asks like, hey, is, is this good? Like if they, if they comment, if they ask me like, is this good on like on a post that has my letterbox review, mm-hmm. my answer is usually um watch it for yourself there's only one way to there's only one way to find out yep yeah. i like to respond with when they say is it good i always try to respond with i enjoyed it mm-hmm. yeah nothing and it's a john campia rule and now not a lot of people I, there's some people that hate john campia and i will agree there's some things that he's done that's whatever but he has the perfect example of this my um my cat selena my cat selena i love her to death She's eight years old. I can take a calendar, I can mark it from here, and I can mark it to there, and I could show you a factual point of reference that proves that that cat is eight years old. Mm-hmm. I can walk out of a movie theater. There is no rule set. There is no tome of facts. There is no metric that I can say or tell you that proves a movie was good or bad. Mm-hmm. So you That's cannot objective. objectively say something's good or bad. I, I only yeah. ever use objectively, ironically. Yeah. 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 
It's it's just yeah, like I can objectively say that David Cage does not understand emotion. You can subjectively agree with me or not. <laughs> I always remember when 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 James Stephanie Sterling would when uh, when they did that video back in the day of the emotions and like and and they were like they did a thing with with the David Cage mask and they were like they were like I am going to get a diamond placed under my skin so that I can know what it's like to have polygons because polygons <laughs> equals emotions. I was just like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Oh, what, we're is, what we're trying to say, people, is A, things could be okay and have your own opinion. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know what you're saying about movie reviews too. Before we go, I just want to put this point in. Which is that, like, I, I saw a post today on Twitter, and somebody was talking about old gaming magazines and how they miss that, mm -hmm. and they miss that that like that that time of like you know going to get a magazine and that was like your one reference point of what games were coming out and what was cool and everything. And even though sometimes the writing was maybe not so great or maybe the reviews were kind of off or whatever, I mean, like you know. They, they weren't like bastions of, of, I guess you would say, journalistic integrity a lot of the time. But I think that I, I just I used to love reading them because a lot of the time, like the ones that I gravitated towards were a little bit more on the entertaining side. So like Game Fan, for instance, that was very mm -hmm. much more on the entertaining side. I mean, there was a guy who did a review of a game that was just a rant about how 2D games aren't cool anymore and how they should be. And it was just that whole rant. And I was like, I, I was amazed reading it because I was like, this has nothing to do with the game and I love it. But, um, but yeah. you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it was just that, that time of like when they came out now, I don't, I don't know if people would stand for that anymore because people just are too demanding now. But I think that like, you know, that's part of what I tried to do with a lot of my game reviews, especially on the site, like the final fantasy seven remake one, um, which is, it's not so much about like I I even though this this might not be the right approach for a review, but I just I always like I know some people love the whole like you know, you know, graphics, sound, play mechanics, you know, whatever, controls, whatever. They just want a checklist of that. Yeah. But for me, I, I want to take somebody on a journey. Like that's the thing that I like to do when I write about stuff is I want to, you know, like that's the reason why my, my thing starts out with like Aerith and with like the whole opening scene of the, of the game in final fantasy seven remake, because I wanted to take people along with me on that journey of like, you know, this is, this is what I think of the game, but it's also a story of how, of what the game means to me. Yep. So, but you know, it's, it's, that's a little different from a review and I understand that. Like a review, I guess, should be a little more mechanical. But for me, I, I just, I, I like seeing, like, even in your reviews, Mike, I know when it's a Mike K review, because I could tell from your personality, like, it comes through. And that's always what I wanted to do with, like, with, um, with writing my reviews, personally speaking. Uh -huh. And, uh, and it's something that I saw in, in, in stuff like EGM and GameFan. You know, it's that same kind of, kind of like thing where, where maybe you don't have to be so technically perfect, but as long as you are entertaining and you take the reader along with you, I always find that more interesting personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's a thing. At least at least when I when I write anything, I can't I can't remove myself from mm -hmm. 
from the piece because I I'm I'm the one who saw the thing, so yeah. I'm going to give my perspective. Yeah, I give you guys credit for writing. I can barely write YouTube descriptions, <laughs> let alone <laughs> writing reviews for stuff like That's I am, it is not easy. I'm an editor and a co-writer on a fan fiction, and that's because again, it's something that I'm really fit for. But it's like I'm I'm much better at audio <laughs> versus writing. But yeah, it's it's an art form, and it's not an art form that I am particularly good at. <laughs> I give you guys a lot of credit for doing that because I know I can't. I've only done one game review in my life that I'm shocked is still on YouTube. But <laughs> yeah, what game? What game uh, is for it? Horizon? Oh, oh, of course, of course. And I, I might. I it's might. always so much more fun to write about the things that you love, and exactly, and exactly. Again, it's what I you said. Love. You need to be into it. Otherwise, that's when it doesn't feel like it's work. It feels. Horrible. That's why I don't understand why people make all these videos that just hate on things. I mean, like, I understand you wanting to get a good reaming out every once in a while because you got to yeah. do that sometimes. Oh, but yeah. I mean, like, Mike's been a part of a couple of those. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, you know, though, why would you spend so much time and energy writing about things that you hate or filming videos about things that you hate? Yeah. And it's like, that's another thing where that could be a good thing if you make it a segment. Yes, a segment like, of it. <laughs> I used to be a part of a Let's Play channel, and, like, people used to want to, like, they wanted to do the fake fireside chat where they set up, like, a leather recliner next to a chair, and they would just give me a thing that they know would irritate me, but I haven't heard about yet, oh, just God. to hear my raw reaction bitching about it. <laughs> and I was like, See, if you make it a thing, it's not bad. But it's like, don't... <laughs> But there's a difference between you want to know, you want to tell people why you didn't like something versus you want to tell why other people are wrong about liking something. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there's a giant difference, but that is lost to humanity now. Yeah. Because you, if it's you not your opinion, it doesn't matter. That's Ugh. basically what it's come down to with most people. Ugh. Yeah, uh. I, I, I don't agree with that. And if you try to explain to someone, you're like, can we just have a normal talk? It's like, no, I'm not going to listen to your opinion. I don't care that I'm like, okay, sorry. I exist. Like what's the... <laughs> you went out of your way to come and shit on my post and you don't want to hear my opinion and you don't want to talk about it. You just want to leave the poo on the floor and walk out. Like what's the, <laughs> Oh, it's just, it's like Ralph Wiggum running away. There's no time. And he just keeps going that way. It's just like, Oh my gosh, you guys. So so one of the things that's been helping me out through through my difficult times is I've been rewatching Futurama. Oh, oh nice. nice. Oh my nice. god, that show. That show is like a prototype of like Rick and Morty and like community mm -hmm. and so many of those shows now that are doing all these things. Like I just love that show so much. It's so funny that like Disenchantment for me, it hasn't captured that same humor or anything. I, I haven't seen um, Disenchantment yet, but I, I mean, still I still have I still have fond memories of when Futurama was on Adult Swim. That that yes. was when I when I got hooked on to the show, and then I eventually watched like the entire first four seasons, and then I watched like a little bit of the revival. I've seen I've seen all the movies. I, I was but... in my senior year of high school when that premiered in '99. 
Wow. And um and when I I I remember videotaping the the premiere because we had VCRs back then. And um and I remember yes, yes, I'm that old. And I remember taking it to uh to school and literally setting it up so that at lunchtime I could watch it while I was eating lunch. Nice. Oh, that's with awesome. one of the with one of the cool teachers, you know. Yeah. And like and they they just let me sit there and like and just eat my lunch in the room and just watch Futurama the first episode. That used and to it be... was so freaking funny. You try and tell people nowadays. If they try to, bring, to do that. It's ridiculous. They try to break free. Give them an ass full of laser. <laughs> it was just like my god, that show was so freaking funny. Yeah, I, I try to tell people how you used to have to do that. It's like we have DVRs now. I'm like back in the day, you used the to have day, to take a piece of tape and tape. put it over it, and then yes. record and then take it off. Yes, yes, exactly. Because it didn't have the, my mom was so pissed and I found out how to do that. Because I was like, how do you record on certain ones or not? And then I looked at the old, like, recordable DVDs and I'm like, they got a plastic square over that thing there. <laughs> I wonder if I did this thing there and then all of a sudden old family videos had Whose Line Is It Anyway videotaped over it and they were not <laughs> happy. Whose Line Is It Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's just like, that's another thing that you need to appreciate. Again, I've mentioned it a hundred times. I like comfort shows, things like that. Like Fresh Prince, Supernatural, Gurren Lagan, obviously. Like certain seasons of, um, early seasons of uh, Big Bang Theory. Um, it just, it like even old 90s cartoons, like I rewatched Beast Wars and Zoids and stuff like that. I'll still get a kick out of Dude, them. the X-Men 90s cartoon, that yeah. was my jam growing up. <laughs> just, yeah, like the old, the old, uh, spite, old, uh, and, uh, the animated series of Spider-Man. Yes. Can you come down here and fight me like a man? Is there any way I can convince you to come up here and fight me like a spider? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there was the a, writing there was a... in those shows were so good. It was a kid's TV show. There, there was a clip going around on, um, on Twitter of. Is like, it the worst voice acting ever clip? Yes. No, not, no, no, not that one. It was, um, <laughs> it was totally normal Norman Osborn um, invite inviting uh, Peter Parker to dinner, or oh, like. God. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and it, was just, it was just Norman and Peter like going back and forth about, oh, your secret. I'm gonna tell everyone your secret. Let's let them in on our secret. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> It's like you realize how that sounds, right? That's exactly. And it's like that that yeah, where it's like if you take those out of context, it's just not brilliant. good. Brilliant. Just, yeah. Utterly brilliant. Or like everybody makes the joke about somehow back in the day Norman Osborne had waves, but he never wore a durag. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never I've never understood like what his hair was. I have no idea. Even as a either. kid, I'm like did he dye red jagged lines in his hair? <laughs> there was a there was a picture the other day of Willem Dafoe with that haircut, oh, and God. I about died laughing. <laughs> Where they photoshopped it on in that whole "I'm a bit of a scientist myself" type thing, but he's got the the hair. <laughs> oh, I was I was dying. <laughs> oh, God, like this should not be as funny as this is, but. I don't know why that meme in particular is so funny to me. It's just because I can just see him say the line and hear his voice saying, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. myself. And it's like, that one's a relatively new meme. 
And it shocked me. That movie came out in early 2000s and it somehow became a meme like last year. I know. I know. It's, so <laughs> it's just amazing. like so great. And the best part of it is, it, in my head, I always imagined some 14-year-old kid finally saw the first Spider-Man movie and went, this seems funny. I just saw a hilarious. Has anyone meme. else seen this? <laughs> I, I saw a hilarious meme of like of, of like Peter, you know, like the Iron Man's daughter in in Endgame or something. Which he instead of saying "I love you 3000 she says "I love you one hundred and, yeah, Pete, and Peter Parker is standing there and he's like, and he's like, yeah, he's like one hundred. The ad said three thousand. Or my one of my favorite ones was uh um the, bo- the bone saw one. The bone saw one. Oh my Boots. macho man. Or or the other one I'm trying to think of Bully Maguire. They they took the the bully lines of Toby Maguire in the um <laughs> Spider-Man 3 and they put him over Luke when he's fucking with Kylo on that planet. You'll get your rent money when you fix this damn door. He's like, I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. <laughs> oh wrong, you gonna cry? <laughs> I don't know why, but now my appreciation for that movie, except for the Sandman thing, has gone way up. Like, I love the fact that they were so freaking ballsy as to make oh, yeah. Peter oh, Parker, evil Peter Parker. All he does is go around and act like a basically a douchebag to everybody, which oh, I yeah. love so much. That, that oh. movie was Iron Man 3 before Iron Man 3. Absolutely. It really was. It and really was. Speaking of memes from that, Kiona, I felt better about this. It came up in my Facebook memories. I believe it's like yesterday, because yesterday, a year, a year ago, is when I secured my order for the council. <laughs> it's that picture of Spider-Man when he's coming in for the Thanksgiving feast in the first movie, and he's like, I had to beat an old lady with a stick to get this, and he's holding <laughs> the PS5. The PS5, yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that when I first saw it too. It's like I don't know how you're gonna get this. What's the matter, Parker? You can... Oh, speaking of that Spider-Man meme, one of my favorite ones is when they do the scene from Endgame, and then Carol comes down. And she's like, "Hey, Parker, you got some for me?" And it turns to him, "You'll get the gauntlet when you fix this damn door." <laughs> oh, so good. There's an entire YouTube channel of Peter Parker in other movies is what I believe the channel's called. And it's awesome. I just love that. I love the dancing scene. And I love the fact that they actually did it into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That is so bad, but it's so hilarious. The potential of stupid shit that could happen in that third Spider-Man movie is off the charts. Oh, I'm yeah. the only thing that I'm really sad about with the Raimi movies is that we never got to see Dylan Baker play the lizard. And it was supposedly going to happen in the fourth It was going to happen. And the yeah. ru- the thing that made me so upset is there's the, the like a basically confirmed rumor that John Malkovich was going to be the vulture in that movie. What? Oh Go look God. it up. Spider-Man 4 supposedly That's it was going to be the lizard and the vulture and it was going to be John Malkovich. <laughs> Good Lord. That is the definition of the 90s cartoon vulture come to life. It is. It really is. Oh. oh. And then supposedly if they would have got a fifth movie, they were finally going to have freaking Bruce Campbell be Mysterio. Oh my God. That would have been perfect. Like, because there was a rumor going around and like a fan theory that uh, each one of the movies, Bruce Campbell plays somebody else. Yes. Like, and he said it, that was Mysterio as an actor. Oh. experiencing different stuff in Peter's life and then eventually they were going to have him be Mysterio is like, I don't know if that's true, but that would be awesome. 
And if they had him be Mysterio and far from home, I will spontaneously combust. If like the other version of Mysterio pops through a portal and it's Bruce Campbell. Okay, do you guys think, speaking of which, do you think, do you actually think that, um, uh, Andrew Garfield and Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Do you think that they're going to be in the next Spider-Man? I, I think that there's a high chance. I think you have a better chance of seeing Andrew Garfield than Toby because Toby kind of like fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> for the yeah, I would part. love to see it again, though. I would love the, to see the it only, again. The only reason people are even asking Andrew Garfield is because he's in the press right now for a movie yeah. called um, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. He's and denying he's got... it up and down. Well, he asked you. He either way. <laughs> yeah. He's openly said, either way, if I say something, I'm wrong. <laughs> That's like, true. So, it's He's gotten into a situation where you can't say anything. You just need to just... Yeah, you literally can't say anything. Yeah, but 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 that, that's that's the only reason why people are asking him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what McGuire's even up to, so... No. He, he hasn't he, done he much will, of anything, right? He will be a genuine surprise, but Garfield, he's been, he's been talking too much. He's been talking too much um to um how should i put this like the more the more he talks and and the harder he tries to deny it the more i believe he's actually going to be in it yeah, yeah. and it's, it's like when willem dafoe was asked if the goblin was going to be in that movie his exact response was is like i think someone should watch a medium or a a, a piece of something before they ask questions about it and then in the trailer you hear that guy's laugh going off he was just like you're so good <laughs> but, i mean we know all the villains are coming back so yep that's cr- like and the best part was that whole movie started off and nobody absolutely nobody went up to be like hey jamie fox you're gonna be in that movie it's like no they just went hey we casted jamie fox as electro what <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're just like that started the landslide of everyone's gonna be there and then all of a sudden they're like alfred Molina. i'm like okay y'all need to be careful because you're starting a shitstorm of expectations that and then like mm-hmm. another thing john campia said including that portal scene it was like everyone i'm not gonna keep my hopes too high so i don't ruin the movie and then it said everyone's expectation and it showed the portal scene from avengers in a screenshot and it's like He's not wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. What I told Mike is I want them to have the balls, the absolute balls of boulder, like country size balls to make Toby Maguire, uncle Ben and have him only being far from home as a flashback to give the responsibility talk to Holland. <laughs> and he's oh never Spider-Man in the God. movie. So they can say, Toby was in the movie. You never said what you wanted him to be, but Toby was in the movie. <laughs> That'll take some balls. No, I'm because just of Toby McGuire and Marissa Tomei as a couple. How how old is Toby? Um, in his forties. Marissa Tomei's in her fifties, so it's not far off. And that was another he's, thing. He's forty six. Ev- everyone and their mother. Know. Everyone and their mother went. Marissa Tomei can't play Aunt May. I'm like, why? Because she doesn't look like a great grandmother. Like, believe it or not, 
It's Aunt May, not Grandma yeah, May. Yeah, exactly. Just because everyone else who played her looked like it was Peter's great-grandmother doesn't mean because it's just yeah, like... It and I love how instantly, like in Civil War, Marissa Tomei had nice straightened, nice hair. She wore a low-cut top, but she was just looking all pretty and makeuped up, and then everyone was like, she looks like she's 30. Then the next movie, she's got all scraggled, curly hair, and she's wearing baggier clothes, and it's just like... You could be an aunt and still be attractive, okay? <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. Seriously. I mean, she doesn't look like she's in her 50s at all. No. God. It's like, I get it looks like she could be Peter's mom, but she could also be her aunt. Like, my yeah. mom is the youngest of five siblings. Her oldest sibling is 16 years older than her. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am closest... I am closest in age to... Um, the youngest of my aunts, um, I'm closest to age to her than she is to my um, to my mom. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, my wow. um, my mom's fam family is like um, she she's half Italian, half German, and they were a family of eleven. That makes sense. Then there you also go. get situations where, like, my friend Brad and Skyler in high school, their um, their husband, their dad's first mom, died in a car accident, and got remarried. They have nieces that are older than them. Hmm. It's just families work weird that way. Yep. It's yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. I'm not gonna lie. I, I I think I think a good a good way to end this episode is you know, just kind of going back to like the general theme of, of this series is that um this this is basically our platform to kind of kind of like just shoot the shit and uh you guys get to know us as as people first and content creators second yep. mm -hmm. um and kiona it it it's been especially great great to have you back on this on this one because oh, it's it, it's been a minute since since we got to uh it has it has to just like kind of talk freely yeah yeah definitely and i want to say something too to like all my all my old like if if you guys are watching this if they ever watch this um to all my my high school classmates and everybody that's been reaching out to me and stuff during during the bad times and during the times when i've been like oh god you know why am i even alive because i have those moments mm -hmm. and um you know and who have reached out and who have been like you know is everything okay and and they've asked me if everything's all right and and <clears> uh I just want to say thank you to them because like, I know I'm a drama queen sometimes and I know this about myself and sometimes it just comes across like I'm going to do something and I'm not going to do something, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and of course to, to everybody at, at Renegade Pop Culture as well, like to Jacob and to Josh and Crystal and everybody who's, who has also, you know, been, been wondering if I'm okay and everything. And to you, Mike as well, and to you, Brock. Yep. You know, because I know you guys worry about me, and I know that like sometimes it seems like I'm going over the edge, but I, I, you know, not I, I won't do that. So I know that sometimes I come across that way, but, but uh, not to make it all about me, but I'm just saying oh, that oh, like yeah, you know, it's it's, right. it's just that I, yeah, I know that sometimes I can be a drama queen. Let's just put it that way. But I think that it's, uh, I, just knowing that that you guys are out there um it it makes it all better so so you know we're doing all right everything's okay my family's okay 
and uh, and I'm okay. So good. Yeah, I just want to say thank you and and uh, just keep up the great work, man. You guys are doing awesome. You're doing an awesome job with the site and everything. And I'm keeping an eye on it from afar and. And, you know, and, and I'm watching the Twitter account and I still pop in and, and give my thoughts every once in a while on, on Twitter. So, you know, yeah. So we're good. good we're, we're in good company with everybody. So everything's going well. Um, with that, with that said, Kiona, where can everyone find you online? <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter at Kiona Tang. You can see it on screen right now. It's at K-E-O-N-A-T-N-T-A-N-G. Sorry. And um, also at Meltdown with Neo is the Twitter page for the new show that I'm still working on, um, as we discussed earlier. And um, and also at the, the Renegade Pop Culture Twitter page as well, um, which I still use to post occasionally. So that's at Ren Pop Culture. And Brock? Um, you can find me everywhere at Organoid Zero. Like I was telling Kiona earlier today, I'm probably going to start um, streaming Kiona next week. Nice. I don't know what else, but then once the um, once October hits, I'm going to try my damnedest to make through as go through as many Resident Evil games as I can. Nice. So that's going to be basically the whole month outside of playing Donkey Kong still on Wednesdays. Because I'm going to try and keep Wednesdays to old school N64 nights, despite that, oh my God, that camera is going to try and make me not want to do it. But I love that console with all my heart. Just, (laughs) if any of you saints out there that do remakes, some company wants to go through all the N64 games and just change that camera, (laughs) you'd make more money than you could even imagine. All but it takes is one change. All it takes is one change. That's it. The rest of the games are great. There's nothing wrong with them. But uh, yeah, and on YouTube, where we're in the middle of fresh takes from Neon Genesis, um, we're going to be getting to the rebuild films. But it'll be by the time we get to them, it'll be done. So it's not a big deal because we still have like freaking twenty four episodes to post. Forget Neon. Um, and I got other stuff going in the pipe there. Me and Mike have, and again, other people are welcome to jump on it. on anytime. We have the Marvel after the credits, which finally got an intro for. We got that logo from Augusto Draws. Another thing I need to talk nice. about more: Augusto Draws redid all of my tw- Twitch stuff. It looks freaking amazing. She made that logo for me and Mike. Wow. That girl is great. She is a saint to work with. So simple and will cool. help you with no matter what. I can never say enough nice things about her. Go look her up. It's Augusto Draws on Twitter. And I want to say I found her initially on Reddit, but it'll be easier to find her on Twitter. And even if she can't work with you right away, she'll be more than willing to help you out whenever she can. Never found a nicer individual in my life. Augusto, you're amazing. So, yeah. Check her out, please. Cool. Outside of that, that's it. And you guys can find me on Twitter at CaptainK42. You can check out all my quick thoughts on letterbox.com slash CoachK42. You can find me in all the various Facebook groups just at my name. You can check out Renegade Pop Culture, as Kiona said, on Facebook and Twitter at Ren Pop Culture. You can look for us on Podchaser. Listen to all of our podcasts on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. And last but not least, everything can be found at renegadepopculture.com. Need to escape? So do we. That'll do it for this installment of the Mental Health Checkup. We will catch you guys later. 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 
We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later.